Welcome to the Professional Insight Podcast, Season 5. I don't know what the episode is. I think 18. Um, 18? What 18? the hell did you pull that out of? Well, the last How invoices we, we got were episode invoices 16 and 17, I think. Oh. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Well, anyways, my name is Brandon Curry. And I'm Jeff Collins. Josh Bond. Trevor Lindy. Brad Johnstone. <laughs> So welcome, uh, everyone, and thank you very much for tuning in and sharing and caring. Uh, we have a special guest with us today, very special guest. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, the power broker of real estate in Niagara, Brad Johnstone is here with us from Royal LePage. Hello, sir. Royal LePage NRC. Thanks for joining us again. Let's correct that, NRC. Oh, Royal LePage NRC. Um, right. who is celebrating 30 years in business as a brokerage, right? Yep, 30. Oh, that? say it again. You just can't take Jeff's numbers. 25, January 8th, <laughs> January well, 6th. You texted me some <laughs> years. Well, I, I fucked that up. That's my bad. <laughs> I've been there 19 years. I didn't think it was started five years before me, so... Six. Can't even do math. <laughs> Shut up. Can't even, 19 years can't even do math. It's 25. What, oh, oh Jesus so, Christ. Okay. Yeah. So and apologies. Your one of your one of your top real estate <laughs> professionals uh didn't even know your anniversary. Uh and I had a calculator right there. Look at that. And he had a calculator right in front of him. Um anyway, you know, thanks very much for at the no, here celebration, we go. I was so hungover from New Year's still that I wasn't paying attention to the number. It was too close to the year. So. Go on, sir. Uh, yeah, with, so, all, with all due respects, uh, Brad does, uh, you know, with his family, run uh, the largest uh, agency around here, right, in terms of real estate. So, you know what I mean? Uh, with... Uh, in seriousness, it's a it's a huge business. Uh, we're not talking we're not talking numbers though. We're talking the best substance around here. Let's say mm -hmm. that. Let's say that both. Right. That's why people came. So to I mean, website. well, this is kind of cool because you're now on second generation, right, Brad? Which is kind of huge. Very few, like your 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 mom, who I roasted, which was great, great sport. Yeah. She was amazing. We had a sellout audience. Um, and very, uh, I have to admit, very few women you can actually roast as effectively as you did uh, your mother. Great sport. Uh, love her to death. She's, she's absolutely amazing. Um, no reason. I, I'm not, you know, I never had any questions before, but I definitely was solidified if you had any after and why she was so successful in building the empire down in Niagara. And now you and your brother. Um, Give her a shout out. Who is she, Margie? Margie Spence, Margie Spence. Um, and, uh, but I just want to give the uh, microphone over to yourself and um, to kind of give me, give, give everyone a little bit of a history of how it all started and where you know, your role and everything, all that kind of stuff. All right. Thanks, gents, for having me. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's a family business, but uh, my mother was uh, a corporate manager for AE LePage and then Royal LePage. January of 98, we became a franchise, and that's when uh, I joined my mom in that business, and we just celebrated 25 years, so she's been in- You sure it wasn't 30? You uh, sure it wasn't 30? January okay. 98- It feels like 30, though, right, Brad? It feels like There 30. we go. 
She was in 13 years before that. Yeah. And I was in two. But uh, yeah. And then after that, we grew from now now the numbers. Here, Jeff, you write these down so you've got them. All right. Uh, 57 (laughs) realtors to 400, uh, over 400 in five years. So we were the fastest growing company. Uh, We bought and merged with uh, over nine other brokerages to keep growing. And uh, yeah, Ryan, my younger brother, came in about 15 years ago. So now Ryan and I run the brokerage. Uh, and then in the meantime, because we weren't busy enough, I bought <laughs> up north and partnered with another partner and bought uh, Royal Page In Touch, which is Midland, Coldwater, Honey Harbor, McTeer. And I bought uh, Royal Page in Barrie, Royal Page First Contacts. So we have another 150 realtors up in uh, cottage country in Barrie. So yeah, we've had a lot of fun. Uh, we've got 550 amazing realtors. And, and as Jeff alluded, for us, it really it is a family business. We treat it like family. We treat our people like family. Uh, our clients come first and uh, we won't do a deal just for the money. It's more about the reputation, the realtors and looking after our clients. So at the end of the day, uh, we're known for being very professional, very honest, very thorough. And uh, for realtors that don't fit that mold, uh, they're welcome to go elsewhere because we're a family business and that comes first. Well, I mean, uh, you know, having dealings with many of your 500 uh, real estate advisors, including uh, Tweedledee down in the right-hand corner over here, uh, you know, um, I, I, I've actually had the pleasure of, of going to your pre, it was pre-COVID, I remember, um, at John Michaels, we went to your um, Christmas party awards night kind of combination. I had an absolute blast. And it was there was very much a, um, uh, a definitely a, a family feel. Definitely, I, I felt at home. Like and and you know, and I didn't do for you when you hit the shots. <laughs> you feel at home wherever. Well, there was are, the right? shots too. But the one thing I do like about company culture, and if you want to speak to that, which I think is is crazy, which is you know rent retention, especially on how hard. Which I'm going to get into. I'm going to ask you this question in just two seconds, but um, the retention of staff and especially fully commissioned staff. We're going to go into that in a second because like you've you've retained hundreds of advisors, long-term advisors that do extremely well in their profession. Um, But the self-deprecating sense of humor that you and your family have that ultimately everyone in the the company had like there was your mom you know on her you know on her way out like she you know and she's there she is in a throne with the like they're they're completely taking the piss which is hilarious but that now working with your mother on the roast i understand now i I mean i fully yeah it was just great to see and i felt really at home josh was there trevor was there we all felt the same way because we weren't we're not technically apart we are a we're one of your tentacles i guess that you guys rely on for for services, you know, full service, right? Like you, you, you guys come. So for you, Curry, tentacle, tentacle, tentacle. What I appreciate is you guys call it the way it is. Mom does too. This is the way it is. Take it or leave it. Yep. And and I I love that approach, right? Because I, I, I try to try to mimic that kind of philosophy. So we're brutally honest, right? There is no hold it. Our family dinners are like a debate. And then we get to the office, it's the same thing. And you know, when you're that honest with your own realtors and your own people, we're human, we're not perfect. Uh, And at the end of the day, we just call it out. And you know, our job is to support our realtors, right? None of my management team compete with our realtors. So that's another big perk. And just we go out and do whatever we need to do to help our realtors help our clients, right? And at the end of the day, no different than you guys. 
Yep. We don't have good teams and other players that are in the deal with us. Uh, at the end of the day, consumers will go where they get the best service, the best support, the best systems. And that's why we have all these networks with you guys, right? Because we've got a big team and a big family. See, I think that's glazed over a little too quickly, too. And if you could scream back here, I think the important thing to note here is that, that none of the management in our company compete with us as realtors. So there's a lot of other that's brokers. Huge. And I don't want to pick on certain names or anything like that. But say you're you're an agent working for a company and there's a big call comes into the brokerage and you're the owner of the brokerage and you're also the licensed realtor there. Guess who's taking that, that listing, you know? Not Jeff. I'm not, well. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not getting it, but, but. Especially but, when he doesn't get the anniversary right. I mean, why would they give him a big listing? That just doesn't make any oh, sense. Son of a Well, Royal Page would. Royal it's because I wanted to be there for 30 years and I could only be there for 20. That's how I thought it was 30. I was hoping it was 30. I thought it was 19. But the gray's not coming in. 20 this year. 20. 20 years. Do you but, color your hair? No, I don't. I got to get gray on there. Like you can see 20, 20 years at the same brokerage. 20 years with the same brokerage. And the reason I stay there, honestly, it, Brad was the one who hired me from Future Shop a long time ago. And he probably said, okay, whatever, I'll give this guy a shot. And I ended up panning out, which was nice. But it's because Brad and Ryan to me are like brothers. Honestly, they, they feel like brothers. If I need anything, they contact me anytime. And I'm not worried about them taking one of my listings or anything like that. Like it's such a, a secure feeling to have that if I need support on a legal issue, I can obviously I can phone Josh, but I, I usually phone Brad first and I'm sure he loves that or a technical <laughs> issue or a pricing issue or anything like that. They're there all the time and they're not worried about them servicing their own clients. Like I can't imagine working for another broker and I'm competing on the same listing for it. Like that'd be no. ridiculous to me. Like to me, it's just so far out there. I don't understand it. And you know what? There's no narcissism with our management team at all. They're completely support. And believe me, there's narcissism in, in real estate. And you can see that with some other brokerages too, right? But not with us. And that's why I love it. And that's why I've been there 20 years. And I'll be there another 20 until my kids are doing it, hopefully too. And they'll be there for another 20 years, you know? So be interesting. Now, I do want to touch on uh, the retention of staff. So we, we had the great resignation is what they called it in 2021. Uh, tough to recruit staff. Um, they're now calling it the great regret. That article was just in Bloomberg just the just this morning. Um, about 80% of the people that were polled regret leaving their profession, regret jumping ship for a couple bucks more an hour because, hey, the grass isn't greener on the other side. And hey, this is kudos to you, Brad. Your boss who's giving you the no holds bars, no bullshit kind of like here's this is the way it is. This is life, honey. You know, um, he's actually telling you the truth. She's actually telling you the truth and is out actually for your best interest. Um, you know, maybe you guard your little snowflake ears and, you know, you know, toughen up their buttercup. Um, and, and that's what they're starting to see right now. That was 80 percent of the people who answered that survey in the in a couple of thousands regretted um, making making a career change away from their longtime employer. So what have you done? Uh, Brad and your brother Ryan, and uh, obviously the 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 building blocks that your your mother laid. Um, what did you do to help keep people during some pretty tough times? And then, you know, over twenty five years, Jeff, twenty five. Uh, there, uh, <laughs> there's been some tough times. There's been some, there's been multiple recessions. Um, so go ahead. Uh, 
it goes right back to family, right? We're honest. We're up front. Uh, you know, I can tell you that when, when COVID hit, we, we locked down. We did get shut down for the first few months and then we were deemed essential. But, you know, I was the guy out buying five gallon jugs of sanitizer and delivering them to the branches and talking to the staff and saying, look, what what makes you comfortable? What do we need to do? Uh, set aside the political and the other stuff. Right. We're running a business. And, you know, we listen to our people. I think at the end of the day, we listen to our realtors. We listen to our support staff. And when they say, hey, what could we do this? Could we do that? How can we be part of the team, part of the family? Um, I can tell you that, you know, a lot of my realtors run fundraising events and give back to local Niagara charities. And, you know, the first people to volunteer to support those are our, real, are our support staff. So they feel part of the culture. Um, the industry is changing. You know, we've got 10 offices throughout the Niagara region, but we have to do more with less staff as well. So a few years ago, we went living wage. So we pay our people living wage uh, numbers. Uh, it wasn't easy to do, but it's one of those things. It's the right thing to do. You want to be thankful for your, for your support and appreciate them. Uh, we do a big support staff event every year. You know, we've we've made them dinner and served them in uh and fun outfits. Uh, we've taken the back throwing. Uh, now what they've done is our staff come back and we've got a little group that's, they do two or three events here on their own without us at all, just to get out and spend some time together because our staff are spread out throughout the Niagara region and they don't see, see each other. Um, you know, I'd say a lot of people hate Zoom or they were Zoomed out, but quite honestly, I can have a support staff meeting now and have all 10 of my staff on a meeting and have an honest chit chat every couple of weeks where you know three years ago it wasn't that easy so it goes right back to listen to your people uh give them what they want if they aren't happy they are going to leave and if they are happy and they see value that's great uh we've had a few leave and come back because again we do have a great culture and you know i guess the big thing for us is just being open and honest hey guys we got a little uh, a bit of a blip here and i guess we'll get into that in a bit and we got to get through you know the last half of last year and the first half of this year but don't worry we're solid uh, the family's here. You know, we don't have debts because mom and I paid that off early on the first three years. You, you know, she wouldn't even pay me. I had to work for <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we're going to work for family. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. The first year was like, how much can you live on? I'm like, I don't know, maybe 20 grand. And she's like, great. That's your salary. I'm like, no, 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 no. that was a mistake. Uh, that's hilarious. That. Yeah. Paid off though. Paid off. Well, yeah, she doubled it the next year to 40, which was amazing. Like that was great. Yeah. It's a windfall. You won the lottery, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to take my bike to work. I could get a car. People don't understand a lot of that, though, Brad, right? Like, uh, they don't no. understand the growth and uh, and the thousand cuts that you take on the way up, right? And, uh, you know, they look at you now sitting in a throne and saying, you know what? Look at that son of a bitch. Like, you know what I mean? He's got life so good by the balls, right? Well, I always tell people, don't compare someone's chapter 25 to somebody's chapter 5, right? Like, it's, there's a whole journey you got to get to there. and. And, and I, I come up with that a lot when I work with a lot of young guys in our company, all that like, oh, I want to have a big house. Like, I'm like, you should see the house I lived in for way too long to get there. Right. And the yep. sleepless nights, like as a real estate agent, I'm, I'm sure as a broker, even more, there's some sleepless nights out there where you're like, oh, my God, I cannot turn off this brain. You know, like that's when you, you want the scotch or some edibles or whatever the hell you got to do to get to sleep. Right? <laughs> or both. <laughs> People don't see that. Like, that, I think that's a real estate affliction is not being able to sleep at night. It's brutal. Like some of the nights are terrible. I don't, I don't think it's just real estate. It's every entrepreneur, right? Whether you're yeah. a lawyer, a financial, it doesn't matter what business you're in. We've all got it. Yeah. Uh, we're just, our, our model's a bit unique in that we've got 550 uh, type A personality, self-employed <laughs> drivers with a, a team of, you know, six managers and 30 support staff trying to 
keep them all on. It's like we call it herding cats, really, is what we call it when, when behind closed doors. So, do you, do you think all realtors are type A? There's a lot of them that aren't type A out there for sure. No, but I'd say probably half of half of the company's type A, and then you've got a mix of others. But you know, the type A's are the ones that are always on you, right? Like Jeff, yeah. like nonstop text, text, call, text, text, call. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. I bug you when I have a problem. That's it. I, I'm pretty, I'm self-driving. <laughs> See, that, that's one of the things I like about being a Royal Page, to be honest. I, like, I've had other, other brands try to, to recruit me and all that, but. Brad will leave me alone. If I don't want to be bugged at all, he'll leave me alone. If I need help, I'm there for support. If I don't show up to the the, the, the company barbecue, he's not like, where the hell were you? You know, you got to be there and support that. It's like, he realizes I have a family, you know, and, and he knows it's important to me too. And we talk about it all the time, you know, raising kids and, and, and being married and, and going through life and, and trying to juggle the demands of real estate. You know, it's, it's hard. And so I don't get shit if I don't show up to a meeting, you know, he'll laugh at me because... He's like, I just covered that last meeting. You should have been there, you schmuck. And whatever it is, what it is, right? But and that's justifiably so. Yeah. That's yeah. another but, benefit of Zoom, right? Jeff can watch that uh, video of my meeting while he's on the treadmill or whatever he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> the Peloton. Treadmill. The Peloton. <laughs> the throne. I, that's what they need to do is I could Zoom it. I can watch stuff on Peloton. That'd be good. But, but Brad, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. The type A personalities. You're seeing it, and maybe you can speak more to this. There's a big change to, to teams now in real estate, and that's come the last three, four years. And you see that some of the top agents now that have been an individual for so long, I see them grouping with another top agent. It's happened our brokerage a couple of times. I don't want to point out the names and all that, but is that where you see it's going the next five years or? It's the same. You know, it's the funny part is so, you know, if you look back, right, I've been a realtor for 27 years. When we started out uh, before we were a franchise, uh, Mom was a corporate manager and Royal Page Canada said, you can have 24 realtors in your office. That's it. That was the limit. And if you want to hire a 25th, you had to fire somebody. And so what you see now is these teams getting together because they're getting more specialized, right? So they're running big websites, they're running promotions. They're, they're going to other realtors and saying, look, you join my team, I'll give you leads and you're going to be on a lower split, but you're going to get these services from me. And I look back 25 years ago and this is exactly what we had as a small brokerage. So all they've done is re-brought out that small brokerage mentality. Come work on my team. I'll feed you some business. Um, but with this downturn, you're going to see a, a bit of a pressure on that as well, because the, the benefit of a team is they can grow more business. They can have specialized people working on different uh, areas of the business, if you will. Whereas as an individual, you're going to, you're sort of responsible to do everything and or hire people to help you. Uh, but the, 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 the risk then is you've got all these people on the payroll that you're paying expenses for and responsible for. And all of a sudden the leads dry up and it's not so easy. So you're seeing a shift both ways. But yeah, the future is definitely bigger teams, more organized CRMs, very organized client follow up uh, relationship based systems. Uh, it's all the stuff we've taught for 20 years. It's just the teams are taking it to the next level. Brad, have you have you seen a, a, a downturn in the number of active uh, agents? Um, coming no, out I, just, I just won lunch from one of my realtors who thought he was uh, he wanted to take me on. So, no, it, it, you know what? We went here's it, this is the test I give everybody because we had to go back in the archives and look. So last year there was, let's say in June, I think it was fifteen hundred and fifty one realtors and the Niagara Association of Realtors. Right. So that's all of Niagara. <laughs> Yep. And at the end of December, we were down 16 net. So between new people getting in, people getting out, we were only down 16 realtors, which is peanuts. Nothing. 
Margin the of error. You guys is, how many realtors do you think were, were in the three boards then? Because we've combined three since. But in 1989, how many realtors do you think there were serving the Niagara region? Was there any overlap? One fifth. Well, give me a number. Let's pick a number. 700. 500. 250. 1800 realtors. Holy shit. Whoa. So in 1989, there were 1,800 realtors in the three boards. As of June of last year, 1,550-something. and we're oh, down. shit. Yeah. Now, do you have to have a transaction to qualify as a realtor or just a licensed realtor? That's what they're counting. No, you're, you're licensed to trade. But I, the difference then is, is in 89, it, you could get your real estate license in a couple months. And that was the last big boom. So a lot of people were, you know, getting that. Yeah. And we're seeing that now, you know, again, Ryan does our recruiting and our onboarding and we used to hire about 80% of the people that applied to our brokerage. Now we hire 50 because there's so many people coming in and going, I got this other full-time job and I want to be a realtor because I heard they get paid really well. Yeah. They can do a couple of <laughs> deals a year and, you know, I want to make that money. I want to buy a house or I want to flip something. And, you know, we're, we're, we're focused on full-time professional. Uh, we hire people with other commitments transitioning into full time. But basically what we want to know is if you're going to join our family business and put our name and our reputation on the line, you're going to be full time in the next two years. And, you know, Jeff's a prime example. He came to me. He's like, I'm at Future Shop. I'm like, quit. He's like, I can't. I got to support my family. He's like, quit. And he's like, no, they give me benefits. And I'm like, OK, we'll work something out. And honestly, like Jeff and I have had this conversation. He made the bulk of his money in like that Christmas season, right up to. And the rest of the year, he's focused on real estate. And then he finally came to me. He's like, you're right. I'm cutting the cord. I'm getting in. And no, Jeff, no, how does business go up when you really that, that, That's not how it went. Future Shop went out of business. I got paid too much at Future Shop. They said, you're done. Here's a big check. And I said, fuck it. I'm going to give it my best shot at real estate. And my career took off like that after I went full time. Like, like that. it was night and day. Because right? Yeah, but when you're done full time... Well, what are you going to do? See, I, I could show you that house and potentially make a $15,000 commission, but I've got a three-hour shift slinging radios at Future Shop. <laughs> it didn't work. Like, if, if, no. you, if you want to be a real estate agent and, and really if somebody calls you, well, you, but you've got to be there right away because if you're not showing the drive to get that person out and bugging them and constantly, you know, you're the straw that stirs the drink for the buyer and the seller. Like, everybody has an idea of buying and selling, but you got to be on them when they have it, right? Like as soon as you got to be like a dog on a bone and just be there all the time to show and say, when can you see it? When can you meet? You got to be like that because two weeks go by and then they forget about it for a year. Right? You can't do that when you have a part-time job. You just can't. It's a, it's a full-time job plus 50%. That's what real estate is. If you want to make a bit. I also want to acknowledge your son of man print there. My what? Brad. It's behind Brad. Brad. It's oh. Brad. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. It's like uh, no, any it, business, though. You guys are all in the same business, right? It's it's about people. You can't do, honestly, some people can successfully do a part-time, but most can't. Because if you love it, you get the returns on it, and the investment's natural, right? Jeff loves it, but he's good at it because he's also invested in it, and he looks after his clients. And, you know, whether I'm on holidays, he's on holidays, we're all available now. And, you know, I make the decision to answer phone calls from my realtors because it gives me some freedom to go do other things. Right. I was in Collingwood at a charity event yesterday, did a couple meetings in the morning, went to the charity event, got up this morning, blasted back to the office, jumped on with you guys. Like that's life now. 
Yeah. yeah. Like for me, I go anywhere except for Cuba. I got to bring my laptop and my phone and I get that daily phone thing, right? So it's like the same phone. Cuba, the internet just sucks. So I don't, it's the best, it's the best trip ever. We go to Cuba, but then when you get back on the plane in Canada, it's like 200 emails and voicemails and stuff. But yeah, you've got to be out. out. You got to be plugged in 24 well, I think that's, that's, that's the appeal of the teams though. You've got someone else well, that's that heard and I can see. But if you're a micromanager well, like me, I can't. I, I just don't know if I can say here. This yeah, we, is know. we know, we know, we know, Jeff, you keep complaining and we keep telling you to hire a team and you know, mm-hmm. you just never do. But anyway, uh, you wait for the boys. So if Jeff, for Jeff's point, when you go from being an individual realtor to a team, now you're getting more into managing people and less huh, day to yes. day. And, and now you've got a different set of headaches, which typically most realtors aren't prepared for. So they have to change that mindset and start delegating. And now it's not, it has to be perfect. Now it's got to be, you did a good job and that's good enough for the team because everybody does things differently. Yeah. Like I, I recently had a kid I was mentoring a little bit and he wanted, he, he hunted me out and Royal Page kind of applied to me. And I told him, this is what you got to do to it. And I said, look, do you want to be an alpha or do you want to be a beta, right? So basically you want to be a team leader or you want to be someone who works under a team. And there's a lot of, you know, it, it, honestly, I'm not want to put down any who's on a team because if I could go back in time, when you hired me at Future Shop, and if I could have been under a team to get some quicker experience. Good start. That, good start. Good start, you know, because the hardest thing in real estate, and this is the, the problem. There's a lot of young realtors are out there. They want to get hired from a brokerage, and they're just expecting, like, sale after sale passed to them all the time. But we get paid for production, right? So, you know, we, we earn a commission on production by producing for people. But you want to get paid. Brad always said, you know, you want to raise, go sell more houses. You know, that was the easiest thing you want to do. But go get it. You know, it's not coming to you. You got to go get it until you get so much of it that then it comes to you. Right. It's not like, where's my where's my sales? Where's my listing? Where's my buyers? Why is someone going to come to you? Right. And we're not all hunters, though, Jeff. Right. So that's well, why I, that I know. But, but sometimes you've got to be trained a little bit by a hunter. Yep. And then you're released into the wild on your own. Right. Yeah. So then you I recognize that the you're value a hunter. of being yeah. on a team. But it depends. Like my mindset is, I, I honestly, I don't think I could work for somebody. Like I, I work with Brad. I'm not working for Brad. You know, I'm a bro. He's my my broker and all that. But now that I have another client right now that that it's another broker from Toronto. I hope they're not listening to this, but whatever. I'm going to say it anyways. And they want me to run point for them down here to buy a couple properties and all that. And like they're literally phoning right now. And I got to do <laughs> conference calls with them every time and all that. And I'm like, oh my god, leave me. Alone. I, I would rather say buy to this commission because I can't handle this and it's everything they can do because I want to run the, the, the show on it. Right. But the team aspect coming up there right now, I can see some young agents out there and this is the problem. A lot of young agents come in, they're not getting a bunch of sales handed to them. They go to a different broker and they don't get a bunch of sales handed to them. They go to a different broker. They go through five brokers and they're essentially blaming all the brokers, which you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, go get that business. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to it and make yourself something that people want to call because you're a value. Right. And not yeah, but you're dealing with population that time. got participation rewards the whole time, right? So they're they're not accustomed to necessarily performing well. They're yeah, they're accustomed and to the performing mediocre. You got to realize the thing you got to realize now is is that up until a couple of years ago, the teams were mostly informal. When you join a team now, ninety percent of those teams have an agreement. No different than whether you're starting articling with a law firm or, or financial. Doesn't matter. They're all the same. But, you know, you might be on a 50-50 split with a team lead, but that business is theirs. So you get some experience from them, absolutely. But if you leave, 
that stays with the lead agent. It's in his CRM. Those are his clients or her clients. You walk out the door, you're starting your business again from fresh with no clients, but some experience. And that's sort of where you got to be careful because it's easy to go, I got some great experience, but you don't have any clients. You got to go and build that again. Yeah. So it's starting all over. Well, but you get some experience, but you don't yeah. have a client list because that's owned by the lead agent. So it's 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 interesting because it, I think it's almost personality dependent, really. You got it. So you got to well, be a hunter. Right? I mean, I like the hunter gatherer because that's true. Well, and nobody also keep in mind too, like like our our industry before before the the real estate industry, like I, I according to the MFDA and I we're not allowed to hold a second job anyone that's reputable in our industry and and here here it is and this this applies to real estate nobody wants to see their pension manager slugging beers at a bar on a saturday night nobody got like who who in the right yeah if it's a buddy and you're both in your 20s and who really cares but anyone that that's serious and anyone of, of significance they don't want to see that because that doesn't give them a lot of confidence in what you, who you are and what you are as a professional. Same goes for real estate. Am I really going to choose somebody who's slugging beers to sell my multi-million dollar home? The answer is no, because obviously they're not doing enough. Perception is 100% a reality. They're not doing enough to make a living at it. So how good are they going to be in selling the my big ticketed item? Right. Um, and teams, obviously, it boils down to what you said, Brad, and and that is customer service and basically making sure that, you know, someone can get a hold of somebody at any point in time, which is huge. Again, like it's the you know, majority of Canadians, the biggest purchase that they'll ever make is their home. Yeah. And it means a lot to people. So if you're not treating it with the same integrity and value that others are well you're not going to get the business right but on 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 buying that um what you know mortgage rates right now are you know they're 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 high they're the highest did the overnight go down at all from the banks oh overnight no it went up by a quarter of a basis point i thought so but then i got an adjustment (laughs) today on a five-year it went down uh 0.15 oh yeah on a five-year because Fixed. Yeah, that's fixed. Fixed, though. And, they, and they use the so basically you, you you've got the you've got the yield curve inverted right now so a five-year government uh, government of canada treasury bill uh as of yesterday was at three point at one time during the day was at 3.11 percent which is one of the one of the vehicles that they use to figure out what their what their fixed is so um I just, had a five year, I just had a five-year adjusted from 489 to 475. That, 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 that could definitely happen. So, Brad, in your opinion, um, where do you see uh, mortgage rules, uh, you know, stress tests going? Um, where, where or what are you hearing? Can we please uh, get rid of the stress to? test? Get rid of the stress test. That's what I want. Please. It won't happen. But so they are reevaluating yeah, I don't I don't actually have a problem with the stress test because, of course, when the market shifted, you know, all my guys and, and our clients, of course, are calling nonstop on what is going on. And, you know, the first thing I said to them was, is, you know, you qualified for an interest rate two percent higher than you actually paid. So now you can afford it because the interest rates went up a couple percent. You're not going to lose your house because you qualified to carry that. So, you know, at the end of the day, the government's going to do what they need to do. Uh, you guys all know, but we're owned by uh, Royal Page, which is owned by Brookfield. 
Uh, Brookfield's twice the size of Warren Buffett's conglomerate. And so, you know, Phil Soper's right 90% of the time on his forecasting, more accurate than CMHC. So we always go to Phil. And, uh, you know, what Phil's telling us is Q1 and Q2 are going to be down for this year. Q3 and 4 will pick up. And the end of this year, we're going to be down 2% in price. So to me, it's a nice soft landing. Uh, Phil's uh, saying that the Bank of Canada next announcement will be no increase. And I get from that, what we're going to see is a little spur in the market because, you know, we get all these people going, I want to time the bottom. I'm going to time the bottom. I want to get the low price and the better interest rate and I want to win everything. And, uh, you know, so I say you can't win. I I've been in the business two years and I've never been able to time it. But uh, when you see that next, that second time they don't raise rates, you're going to see another blip on the market and it's going to go again. I don't think it'll go as nuts as it did two years ago, because quite honestly, that was insane. Uh, and it wasn't good for anybody. Like you, you're selling and getting 200 over asking. Great. You sell in eight hours and then you go and try to buy and you're stressed out 200 over asking, lose out four times. You know, Jeff and all of our guys are freaking out. The buyers are terrible and no conditions at all. No inspections, right? no financing. Yeah. No appraisals. No appraisal. Uh, Jesus. Right? It's crazy world. It was a crazy yeah. world. And so now we'll get back to a nice and I, you know, in my mind, if we're going to go up, three, four, 5% a year, we need some more inventory, but people are scared. And until we see those next two Bank of Canada, no increases, that's gonna bring the economy back around and get some positive media, right? Like Jeff saw my, my social media post this week. And if you look at social media, the sky's falling. If you look at the actual mortgage numbers, other than downsizing, you should be doing everything. You should be buying, first time buying, setting up your kids, investing, because the lower purchase price is a lower down payment, a lower mortgage payment, a lower mortgage balance, and even the interest rates, the payments are still lower. So, you know, tell me what I'm missing. So really, you're trying to time the bottom of the market. We're pretty much there right now. We're very close. 2%, you're there. So get up, you know. It's not going to stay like this forever. You can feel signs of it picking up already. What did I, I, think what did right I text though, you yesterday, March. Jeff? Well, yeah, get off your ass, start showing me houses. I know, but but March next March week is the next is the next big announcement, right? And there there's no way they can raise it, but they could technically, right? So are people not just waiting by saying, "Well, Canada's been full of shit for a while now about their interest." Like they said they're not going to raise it at all in 2022. So why would we really, trust it with Canada? Let's say? have a wager. Let's have a wager. No, no, I know they're not going to do it March 8th, but. But let's let's say, and here's we're up we're up four point five already. If you look on the global scale, I don't know how how many other countries have bumped it that much, right? Not not many, right? Uh, Lower, right? They're taking a slower approach to it. We went, but 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 if you look at the last three years, when was it the busiest time? The last three years, it was right around the end of February, early March, right? So pandemic hit March eleventh, everything shut down. We were crazy bonkers just before it shut down with the COVID. And then the following year, we're kind of settled into the pandemic and people were going nuts buying everything, right? And that was the biggest year the next year, February, March. And then last year, February, March, it was the biggest. And then it had the massive drop for like, you know, 30% price. Right after price February, production, right? right after but, February. But yeah. where we are right now, we're right, right at March 8th where they're about to announce, okay, finally, we're not going to do an interest raise, which everybody's holding their breath. Everyone's time in the market, blah, but it's it's gearing up for a little bit of a pickup February, March. So what happens if it goes a little bit crazy again? Do they hammer it down the following time in April when they have to do a rate change? No. You don't no, think so? You, no. That's way you want to, 
here. I'll, I don't want to win. I'm not going to win. You. I'm going to share my screen right now. I'm going to share my. Come on, muffled voice boy. Here we go. Window. Um, this right here is all the big five banks, Scotia, TD, BMO, RBD, and CIBC for economists, what they're actually forecasting for changes. So Q1 of this year, not going to see changes Two, three, Q4, two of the five. So Scotia and TD who play in the world are anticipating that we're going to have a couple of decreases. You can see, obviously, they're different on size, but everybody that's else. That's uh, Q4 of 2023. Q4. That we're ex that Scotia and TD economists right now, based on the data and what they're seeing out there and, and all the, uh, the, the, the data that they've been analyzing, they're anticipating drops. Q1 of 2024, you can see everybody's anticipating a drop. So the message to our, our, our audience then is, just be very mindful of the mortgage terms that you're entering into at this point in time, right? With this, you know, forecast, because I mean, you don't want to get into a five-year term at 5% if you're going to have a drop-off or a forecasted drop-off within the next six months or so. But, just but be, just be dropping, leery of it. That means they're trying to stimulate business though, right? So they're anticipating a slower market in those times. But that's what we're going right back to. You don't want to miss the market. Yeah, if, so get by it. Next two announcements are zeros. And then if yeah. you look at, at Trevor's info, which is what I'm seeing too, what we're saying is, is you need to buy before June. Yep. Once the market starts to go, you missed. And then, you know, lock, what are you saying, Trevor? Lock in for one or two years, maybe three, because you're going to watch the rates come down and then you want to renew when the rates are down. Yeah. Yeah. My recommendation that I'm giving to anybody right now, if they're thinking fixed, they should be looking one, two year fixed, one. three year max. Part of the reason I'm saying one, actually even right now, more the one-year conversation because of how cyclical our rate cycle is to U.S. federal elections, specifically presidential tickets, which is November 2024, right? Yep. So why would you want to be locking in for a longer period of time? When, when Trump comes back? What's that? When Trump comes back? Well, I'm not, I'm not even getting into that. I'm just saying because... Because I'm not religious. such a strong trade partner of ours, you got to be careful, Holy right? Like shit. there's so much uncertainty around elections. Who's getting in? Is it Republican? <laughs> Is it going to be a Democrat? And, and it, it creates such uncertainty for us here that we always see a softening. So yeah, absolutely. Having that one, one, two year fixed conversation, three max, um, you know, very rarely do I have somebody that wants to go five at the moment, but because Five-year rates have come down. They're, you know, they're in the four percent range now. They're so competitive, and you know, Bond even alluded to it earlier, getting a notice for a rate decrease. You know, there are people that want it. You know, the other side of the coin is, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Client, do you go variable? Right, it's a little uncertain. Right, there's a chance it may go up again. Yes, you're going to be paying a higher rate right now, but if you can get a sizable enough discount at this point. Do you jump and go variable and and just ride out the storm? What discounts are they offering right now, Trev? I I think the best is prime minus ninety. So that would be okay. an insurable uh, sixty five percent loan to value or insured less than twenty percent down. Okay. Now, so. now, Trevor, I got a question for you. Everyone was worried about everybody <laughs> handing in their keys because they'd all be losing their houses with the interest rate changes. I don't see any of this happening at all. Nope. So this was the big thing that a lot of buyers were out there saying, I'm just going to wait until all these keys are handed in and there's all these deals going on. You, that hasn't you happened. You can go back. No. This, it's, a load of, it's a load of 
BS completely. Well, it's scare tactics scare, and the media bullshit clickbait. Yeah. You no, 18 months, two Asian years of this? 18 months or two years of this? You'll see that. No, no. Un, sure. No, un, un, unlike, unlike the U.S., you can go back 30 to 40 years of data and unequivocally, even during the boom and bust of the oil in Alberta, the, it, it hasn't even been 10% of 1% of the population that has walked away on their mortgages. It has been astronomically low. Canadians pay their mortgages first historically, have been, always will. And the reason being, to Brad's original point, we have such high rigorous standards to get mortgages. We always have, and then even, even, uh, even more so than we do right now, uh, than we did before. So to Brad's point, he's like, what are you worrying about? You qualified at 2% higher. Like, obviously, well, then well then, stop spending it on whatever you're spending it on. Starbucks. You, 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 ma you mathematically can actually afford the payment. Gummies um, and whiskey. Right? And so it's completely it's completely bollocks that that's, you know, Armageddon is not happening. And we, well, we see this in the financial industry. It's, it did, is did, kind of ironic when you have that person, um, you know, let's call him Jeff. We'll call this guy's name, Jeff. Okay. Good looking guy. And this person is freaking out at the market <laughs> going up and down, up and down. And Brad, I mean, you kind of alluded to this. You're already in the market for something. You're already looking for something. Hey, guess what? It's 15% off. Everything else in society, we buy when it's when there's a discount. But for some reason, when it comes to massive purchases like pensions and or homes, we all of a sudden just go, oh, wait, I'm going to wait. Why? It's People are scared. You're in the market already. Yeah, but fear People right scared for but 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 that's you got to put the blinders on well, and just listen to a professional it's yeah. scared did you see the boo hoo story of the lawyer who bought the madame homes uh houses he bought two 2.4 million 2.45 million dollar houses put down eight hundred thousand dollars on them and now they're selling the same houses for lower than that like he speculated on it got burned so he's now he's protesting at madame homes and all that have you seen that article it's everywhere right now but the, the, the people are roasting him on social media because they're saying, oh, this poor, this poor, no offense, Bond, this poor lawyer, he's in <laughs> his like Speedos and all this stuff and he's got drinking wine and all that. But he's mad because he bought at the peak of the market for builds. It hasn't closed yet. And the value of his house at the same place now is being sold for less than it is that he bought it at. So he's protesting, saying, I want my money back. I'm getting screwed. The Bank of Canada screwed me. Madame Home screwed me. Everybody screwed me because it's not worth this. But it's funny because as builders, when we were building two years ago, we firmed up, and you know this, Bob, we firmed 100%. up six, six houses in Dane City. We sold them all from 625 to 675. And then a year later, we handed them all their keys worth 850. Did we yeah. get any of that? No, we, we got none of that. And, and we actually made less profit because the materials skyrocketed too, right? But now there's a lot of builders out there who have locked in these deals and they haven't finished the houses yet. And the buyers are, are mad because the house isn't worth as much as they paid for. But that's speculation on new builds, right? When you're buying pre-builds, there's nothing you can do about it. No, none of you guys saw that article on the, with the Madame Homes? Yeah, I know no, what you're referring I, to. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, go right yeah. back to the fact that it's all about speculation, right? You yeah. just said yeah. it yourself. If you buy and sell in the same market, right? 
you're going to look and go, I'm going to, I'm going to sell for 200 over asking and to buy for 200 over asking. Great. I'm going to, and what our people were doing was, and, and they were going, I'm going to sell now, right? Or sorry, I'm going to buy now and pay a hundred over asking. I want to wait three months and time the market for my other house to go up in value and then list it. And those are the guys that got burnt, but it's no different than the stock market. You go in, you take your risk, you buy your stock, right? But you know, professional realtors, we were saying to people, buy and sell in the same market. Don't wait because you're going to get burnt and don't buy above what you can. We had people out buying two and three houses on speculation because prices were going up so quickly and they never even thought about getting mortgage approvals, right? Trevor, like go and go, I did this. What can you do to save me now? Yep. And, and they weren't. They were buying and selling in different markets. If, if you have a professional realtor, you listen to good advice. All the graphs we're sharing right now show the fact that everything's lower. The price, the payment, the rates are higher, but everything else offsets. And if you go to somebody like Trevor and say, I want to buy a house for a million bucks. It's now worth $750. How does the math work? It's a win. I'll tell you right now, it's a win every time. Yeah. But here, here's a good no, segue to, to what you just brought up there. Breaches. Breaches are all over the place right now because people have bought, haven't closed yet, and now the value is way down. And I'm dealing one with right now. And all you guys know who I'm talking about. And I've talked to you, Brad and Josh. And, and that's happening right now. Did that shore up? It's, well, it's a sale of property right now, right? So we're trying to sell it, but it's going to okay. be litigated after the fact. And I don't put too much details in it. But I'm hearing that's a fairly common story right now, too, because of people who tried to time the market and now they're screwed and now they're trying to hand in their keys before. But you don't get off the hook that easy. Like it's it's not crazy common, Jeff. Not just no, no, not, no, no. Very. You hear about the stories more often. So it sounds correct. common, but more, it's more common than it was before. Yeah. yeah. Right. And let's, Nobody, and let's be honest. Most of it's new build. Very little resale. Right. Like when it when it stopped dead uh, last year. And you guys are all calling me. We had maybe a hundred deals where they had already bought, they hadn't sold. And I would say we maybe had five deals not close. Yeah. The other 95 all found a way. Now new builds would be the exception because they're like, here's my $50,000 deposit, see you later. And then they talk to their lawyer and they go, no, 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 it is not that. But I've preached big deposits for years you need a 5%, 3 to 5%, but I like a 5% deposit because that skin in the game, sit in my trust account, a lot of people won't walk from that. But now we're looking at lawsuits on new builds of 200 to 500,000 because prices have come down 25%. And can you sue somebody? Sure, you can sue them. But what are you looking at, Josh? Two to three years? Yeah, it really all depends, right? And I mean, the listen, you never want to get into a lawsuit, period. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, unless you're if, a lawyer, not well, yeah, no. <laughs> hourly, um, but build every six minutes. It, it's costly. It's stressful yeah. and guaranteed that neither party is going to feel fully successful. And the drag hey guys, of two, three years can hey, really upset your life. Jeff. If you get a result fully within two, three years from start to finish, you're actually mm -hmm. doing pretty good. We can hear you, Curry. Yeah, you yeah. want to address the couple of comments? Yeah, we have a bunch of questions that that we have, yeah, yeah. We have to address. Um, we got uh, you mad, bro? No, we're not mad. But thanks for thanks for uh, watching the show and uh, doing a uh, doing a uh, question, uh, <laughs> fellas. Love the show. Is it a buyer's or a seller's market? I'll direct this to Brad right now. I'd love to buy right now because prices are low, but the interest rates are effed. 
Is it anyone's market? And then he follows up with, all I can afford is an old crack house on Barton Street in Hamilton. Love you, buddy. That's hilarious. So, uh, at least Actually, you know it's Curry. Hamilton area, right, Brad? At least so you we have know he's close to Niagara. But, ahead, but we should look at that Burton Street one. That could be a yes, good flip. Yes, 100%. It could be a flipper for me. <laughs> could be a good flip. <laughs> so go what ahead, do you think, Brad, Brad. And then we'll answer well, guys, skills on the fly. You know, honestly, it's been a seller's market, as you guys know, the last two and a half years. I would say now it's a buyer's market, right? Our stats are showing that it's a buyer's market. But the big challenge is still getting our sellers to listen and come out and, and price right. So buyer's market, uh, Q1 and Q2 of this year, Q3 and four, I think it's going to level out and probably be more of a balanced market. Uh, we still, have, we're, we're short on listings, right? So we're short on inventory. And of course, as soon as these buyers come back to market, as we all know, it's supply and demand. So right now, in my mind, there's a sweet spot from now until June 1st. Um, again, like people are saying interest rates, don't worry about the interest rate. You're, you're listening to the media. I don't care what the interest rate is. If the prices are down 25%, it far more offsets that interest rate, right? And, and Brandon can talk about that, or you guys can talk about Trevor. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a sweet spot in the price. And by you know June, it's going to start to move up. And if we get a flood out of GTA, like we saw last time, you're going to see it go on fire. And you'll be back into multiples and 100 over asking. I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, I hope we come back, nice soft landing, inventory picks up, buyers pick up, prices start to carry. And then we're doing offers with appraisal, finance, home inspection, and back to that nice market that Ni Niagara enjoyed the last 25 years up until three years ago. And but you can feel right now the GTA people are coming down again. Yeah, they just started yeah. recently. They're coming no, down and it's, buying again. It, it, listen, we're... we're we live in one of the best places in Canada, period, right? Like world, like our proximity to the GTA, to the States, the climate that we experience here, second to none, right? Like in just in terms of the seasons that we get to, listen, my honest to God opinion, 20 years in the business is that you're going to see blips like in every, in every market, you're going to see ups and downs. You're going to see certain little cycles come through. But real estate, generally speaking, in the Niagara region, is still undervalued. That's my honest-to-God opinion, right? Totally agree Just, with you. Toronto is a, a global competitor, right? It's, it's a huge global competitor. And uh, I think our real estate prices are, are, are sound, and they're only going to be going up. Um, and I, and I, I agree with Brad. Listen, you... Right now, you're buying discount. Right now, you're up or you're buying discount. And I personally am looking. You know what I mean? And Jeff can attest to that. So, well, and people want 25, it's 25% 25 off right now, but they want 27. And they're going to hold yeah, up that long at 27. That's and fine. then it's going to go to 15%. You're going to lose 10%. You're going to miss. You're going to miss. But at the end of the day, those types of people always end up getting burnt. Just like what Brad just finished saying, you can't time the market. It's time in the market. You look at any Andex chart for, any index, uh, New York Stock Exchange, Toronto Stock Exchange, it consistently goes up. Same with housing prices. They consistently go up. They consistently appreciate in value. I um, could have bought in five I, years. I, if you I could have bought looking. a 1,200-square-foot home for 150 grand on Chetwood yeah. in 2015. Yeah. I didn't buy it because I was negotiating that they put an exit... <laughs> an additional exit window of the basement. 
150 grand. That yeah, you look back now what that's worth. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? So I missed out because of my own stupidity, well, right? Like I heard it on the radio the other day. The best way to look at the interest rates, how they've kind of settled in that spot right now, is how gas went. Remember, gas went way up to $2, and we were at a dollar forever. And now we're settled back in at $1.40, and everybody's like, oh, $1.40, whatever. That's pretty good, right? But at first, when it went to $1.40 from a dollar, you're like, holy shit, I'm not going to be able to afford a car. I got to get electric, blah, 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 blah. Went up to $2, and now we're like, oh, my God, I love $1.40 again, right? It's the same thing with the interest rates. They're going to they're gonna settle back down eventually, but they're not going to be at that 2% again, like that dollar. And that's what we're seeing, right? Like, so, so to kind of you mad bros question about uh, interest rates, we have – the bond yields have have started settling because they do not feel that the market can continue to sustain rates as high as what they are. Um, so interest rates have come down. We are seeing rates, uh, a credit situation, <clears throat> uh, insured or insurable, like I had mentioned previously. We're in four and a half percent. We're um, you know four like I shouldn't say four and a half to be specific, but we're you know, 474, 464. There's a couple of lenders with some rate specials. I uh, bought an 05. Mine was 57. You know, well, even if, if people want to tighten up their butthole, look at the construction financing right now. You're 10 to 12% on everything. It's crazy. So well, you want to even, tighten that butthole, talk to, talk to my company about what we're borrowing <laughs> money for to build. But we're even, still borrowing at 12% because we know we're going to make money on it because it's real estate. Now, Even now if you're just, putting down less, excuse me, if you're putting down 20%, you're doing a 30 year AM, um, you know, lenders are offering four or excuse me, five and a quarter. Right. So B space, you're definitely going to be in the six, 7%. Um, that's, that's where it is right now, unfortunately. But if you are, uh, you are in the A space and it's all relative, right? Like when we had, when we had a rates at one and a half percent, our B rates were at two and a half, three percent. Sure. Right. So it's yeah. all relative, depending on where you are. But now we got right? life skills on Lay, the fly. Life skills, life skills on the fly. Agree. I'm 31, and if I wanted to want a detached home, it's over a million, and anything under a million is a full gut on the inside. And I get outbid by developers who are tearing down and rebuilding. I have zero confidence that I'll ever own a home. Um, now I'll, it's gotta be uh, in GTA. It's gotta be probably GTA. GTA. Oh, yeah. GTA. So I'll, I'll basically <clears throat> say, I'll just basically, you know, on the re on the, on the investment side, um, I'll give you some inside baseball that a lot of people need to understand. And this will then piggyback on what Brad's probably going to say. You got to get into the market. You have to, here's why some inside baseball to everyone. Yeah. Anytime you go to a bank or an investment advisor and you tell them this money is to buy a home within the next three to five years, automatically the algorithm within your risk profile goes conservative, which means I can only manage your money and at best on a conservative portfolio, three, maybe to 7%, but we haven't seen 7% bond rates, 8% bond rates since the mid 90s. So put that into perspective. What's homes growing at? Double digits. All right. With the exception of 2022, home rates are growing at high single, low double digits in, in general, which means, yes, I everyone would love to have a detached home. But the only way to get your equity and your net worth to grow at the same rate is to get into the market and buy that dump and buy quote unquote dump or buy that. Condo. condo or something well, like that that you can afford easily 
so that your, your debt to equity ratio and your equity keeps growing and you have more of a down payment to put down. All tax-free. I, as a finance, I, as tax-free, as a financial advisor, I can't do it. My hands are tied. The regulators have come in and made that. So Brad, if you want to go with that. Yeah. You know what? Condos great. A lot of people don't want them. Uh, you know, competing with developers, that's their business. So you're dealing with the professionals in that area. But you know, what we're recommending to clients as well is buy a duplex, a triplex, buy a house, put an in-law suite in the basement, rent it out. If you're living there, it's all legal, right? Get your permits. But at the end of the day, buy something that's bringing in other income. So now you can qualify to buy more, live there for two, three years, and then buy that big house that you want and keep the other one as an investment. Because again, rental incomes are amazing. You know, when you go to get your approvals, if you've got income uh, from an in-law suite or from a rental unit, you know, the next thing that's coming is all these garden suites. So you're going to see people cranking in garden suites in the backyards. And again, <laughs> charging a couple grand a year or a month off yep. cutting their mortgage costs. That's going to look so interesting. These garden suites everywhere. It's going to be so condensed. It's going to look, it's going to it'd be interesting. Keep in mind to use that income. Obviously, it's got to be a legal suite, um, legal unit. So if you have that, that's great. Um, Services, comment, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the comment about a full gut job, in all honesty, um, you know, something really worthwhile looking at is purchase plus improvements. Um, you're not going to have a lot of banks talk to you about a purchase plus improvement mortgage. To be honest, you may not even have a lot of brokers, you know, in my space talking to you about purchase plus improvements, because the reality is like, you know, Scotiabank as an example, they don't pay me until the improvements are done. So I can close the transaction for you March 1st, but it takes you until, I don't know, July 1st to finish it. I'm not getting paid till July. So depending on the broker, you know, maybe they're newer to the business, they're, they're hungry, um, but can't afford to go that long without getting paid. Maybe they're not even going to talk to you about it. And it's a great way to build the cost of the renos into your, your purchase. See, we've got a um, client right now that, that we're doing with Trevor, right? And it was 40 yeah. grand. They redid the whole house basically. Yeah. Like the whole, not everything on it, but like the cosmetics on the inside. Yep. And for 40 grand on a gut job, when they borrowed that on the house, we did we did negotiate money off the list price because the house is such a shithole. But was you he know, good on I, the I tools? I don't remember. 15 grand off or whatever. And then so 25 grand more. But if they live there two, three years, they're going to make significant money. Then they can go on to the next house. The problem yes. is there's so many buyers out there that want to move right into that third tier house. And you yeah. can't. You got to crawl before you walk, walk before you run, run before you sprint. Unless you take a yeah. big pause like you did, Jeff, right? Yeah. Well, mine was different because I had to fund a, a build company, right? That's why I yeah. did that. So I was different. Well, and on top of that, Jeff, you can't compare somebody's chapter 25 to your chapter yes. five. Yeah. You can't start off where your parents left off. End of story. Yeah. Do you want, does everyone want the 2,000, 25, 3,000 square foot home? Absolutely. I want a gold plated toilet. Guess what? Not in the cards. Do so, you? Gold not really. Yeah, it's not. It's It'd be kind of cold. I think we'll cold. get you one for your 50th birthday, buddy. Gold plated toilet. Washes your ass. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. Maybe like a bidet or something. That'd be cool. So kind of gives you a massage. To, to just kind of continue on life skills on the fly. Mentioning yes. uh, I'm GTA Milton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously with with remote work and and you know everything that we've seen through the pandemic. More and more people, that's why Niagara has boomed the way it has, um, which is where we're all located. Uh, people are making their way here. 
right? You know, it's uh, people are starting to go and, and get it, out of the fringe areas. But it yeah. still comes after the GTA, like Talking Animals said. Everyone's still going to the GTA first when they're coming to Canada or trying to, right? Oh, so because yeah. it floods there, it ripples out, right? And that's yep. how it works. Yeah, we, we, yeah, for sure. You have to understand the GTA is the most multicultural city in the world, whether we, you know, we're ignorant to it or not. It, it's massive. And so, and if you've done, just literally get a backpack and travel. You take Niagara and you put it in any other spot in the world, any spot with, with our amenities equivalent, multi-million dollar homes. Yeah. You, you, you go to California, you go to France, you like, look at our access to the borders, look at our access to Toronto, to major airports. It is massive here. We are very, to Josh's point, we are very still undervalued and even arguably Toronto relative to London, England, New York, LA, hundred yeah, percent undervalued big time. Yeah. Undervalued. Toronto's one. Of, Toronto's a huge city, right? Massive. On the global market, it's huge. So Massive yes, it, 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 yeah. But, but that's, that's another thing to look at, though. When people go to the GTA, it's, a lot of times it's, the immigrants will come <laughs> in. They go to the GTA, but what they do is they'll do what we won't do. They'll live with ten or fifteen people in a house because they see yeah. the value of the real estate. So if that's what they got to do to afford it to get in the market, that's what they'll do. And when they make enough money off that house, they'll branch out by other houses. But they see the value, they'll overpay, and they'll do it any way they can. So really in real estate, and we've talked about this a, a, a few times today, you almost got to, it sounds bad, but beg, borrow, steal. Any way you can get in the market, the sooner you get in, the sooner you'll become financially stable through real estate. Because if you bought today, no matter what happens five years from now, it's going to be worth substantially more than it is today. Maybe not in a one-year over cycle like, like we had last year. That was a correction through pandemic. But if you erase the pandemic completely, the gains you had and the loss you go back, you're probably still up from before the pandemic to where you are now. Yeah. In 20 years. On the fly, right? the, the Milton guy? Yeah. His issue yeah. is Milton, right? Milton is, is super pricey. It's if insane. you turn around and look at you know Rockwood or Push Lynch or Guelph out in that market – you get a bit out of town, drive 10 minutes out, and you're going to see price changes the same as we see in Niagara. And then your other one, uh, Talking Animals, you know, Toronto is now in the top 15 cities most sought after in the world. And so obviously, you know, Canada's safe. Everybody wants to bring their money here. Everybody wants to raise their kids here. You know, so many international kids are coming here to go to school and then their families come behind them. And, you know, yeah, Toronto is very sought after. Is it undervalued? I don't see it's undervalued. I'd see Toronto is valued at it, it's valued internationally now. So you know the top twenty yes. cities in the world. That's what Toronto keep competes with. You know Niagara is still that hidden gem as far as I'm concerned. You know being that hour and a half out of Toronto. But you look at Barrie, you look at Belleville, you look at London. They all were higher priced than us forever, and we caught up quick. And I'd still say we're a bit lower than most of those markets. But again, everything to have, right? It's got the two lakes, Buffalo, Access. It's got well, just, just, just look at what you've said, right? Like, we all know the area. You go one we, hour. We take it for granted. We take it for granted, We us who live here. Yeah. It's like being by Niagara Falls, right? Like, when's the last time you went and looked at the fall? You don't do it that often, right? But, but you go an hour and a half the other way, you're it. in London. What the hell is there in London? Shit all. You got nothing. In, you go to London bear. Nights. And, and, and no offense. No, but I just mean in terms of, you know what I mean? Climate. You got a snow belt that goes through Barrie. You got a snow belt that goes through London, right? 
Like we don't have to deal yep. with any of that here. So I mean, it is. Uh, well, and you've got skiing everywhere around us, right here, right? We got golf courses everywhere around yep. here. You've got places you can dock your boats Wineries, everywhere breweries. around here. It's a gem. Wineries. It really is a gem. <clears throat> and, and I do believe it's undervalued. So, but you can see developers uh, coming here. Like they're building everything around Niagara right now. There's condos yeah, going tackle. up. There's everything. Another yeah, one about. Is it talking worthwhile? Animals. Makes sense buying new bills. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, so that's, that's a tough good one. question. So, talking animals uh, is the GTA series. That's not after we got that one. Does it make sense to buy new build? Because then this person starts off by saying, "I hate that my parents bought a detached home in two thousand and one for two hundred and fifty thousand. Trev, do you mind actually pulling up the interest rates from two thousand and one and just kind of to put some context to the answer? Because uh, everything. Oh, here's Jill. Hey, yeah, hey what's here, up, Jill? Well, Canada's expecting more. Yeah, let me. Um, That's hilarious. Okay, we'll get. I've to got that. a. I've no, got no. a. Uh, That's a good question. You spelled um, etc. wrong, honey. I'm just opening up Excel right now. I've got a spreadsheet <laughs> uh, for rate charts dating back to 2007. So let me. Uh, so this is the prime prime rate specifically on this. Uh, but here we go. Let me go. In 2007, I'm gonna guess it's gonna be around 3.437. So we'll answer. Let me answer the like the. Higher. Um, there we go. Oh, there's, so, there's Carl. Hey, Carl. Well, the okay. You wanna? We were at uh, <clears throat> like the last time we saw rates as high as what they are right now was yeah. 2007. Can you zoom that right in? Just prior to the crash in the U.S. Oh. You want to zoom that in there, bud? What do you want me to go larger on? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep. There we go. So that's the actual prime rate by date, April 2007. Up to, uh, I just, uh, why does it only say, sub hold on, let me see here. Oh, did it not? For some reason, it didn't correct the dates here at the bottom, but it yeah, does yeah. this this giant spike here. Um, I guess I just made an error when I created the new table, but this <laughs> spike does actually take place with these, uh, these rate increases starting here um, where we were sitting uh, 340s. What was it? Uh, twenty twenty two, right? Yeah. yeah, down to two forty five, and then it starts going up and jumping up to the the, the six point seven that it is currently. Yeah, at the end at the end of the day, you you, you got to look at everything everything being relative. So you know when 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 Brad was talking about hiring on staff uh, at an affordable living wage, the reality is that was never a thing back in two thousand and one, right? Um, you know, your stress tests were never a thing back in 2001. Your average income wasn't the same 23 years ago, 22 years ago. So everything's all relative on why prices were the way that they are. Um, now, personally, when I was leaving my condo to go to, uh, <laughs> to a new build, uh, yeah, boomers bought a house for the same price as a Netflix membership. <laughs> pretty close what that's are we hilarious. talking about the, the 799 I, membership when it came to canada yeah, or the, uh, the current 20 something a month yeah. oh they're adding so, eight bucks um, on too this month so basically I, I i opted for a new bill only reason is i um i don't know how a hammer works so i <laughs> love the fact that i could go to a builder and I know when I bought that home, yes, it's higher than the normal market if I were to buy with, for, with a home, but I wouldn't have to worry about anything for about 10 years because 
of just the the warranty that comes with it and everything of that nature. And I just love the fact that I'm getting everything that I want uh, from that new build. Um, also, when you buy an older home, you don't know what skeletons are in the closet with that particular home or if renovations were done correctly or if it was done with the permit. So those are all a lot more, a lot more due diligence has to be done. Um, so it's really relative on and subjective on to what you want to do. But yeah, I think it's personal preference, right? It's a personal preference. Well, it could, could be risky hope. in the current market though, uh, you know, with, with respect to new builds, not knowing exactly where they're going to go. Right. So you right. can lock in, you can lock in somewhere and they could still go down. So you could still lock in at a higher price. I don't believe that's like, the case. I do not believe that's the case, but 88 James. Okay. <laughs> here in St. Catharines, new condo complex in old Gord's place being built. Yep. yep. Um, the, they're hoping provided they get enough pre-sales shovel goes in the ground uh, Q4 2023, but occupancy not being granted until 2026, right? That's so depending, you know, to, to what Curry's saying, okay, makes sense. New build. There's, there's some advantages to it, but are you, if it's a high rise condo, like you see, you know, a lot of in Toronto and we're starting to see more yep. here in the, in Niagara, yep. uh, there's a lot more risk associated with that. Right, it's because pure speculation when you're going through well, the construction advance, cycle right? takes yeah. so much longer, yeah. right? Because they're building houses upon houses vertically and not, you know, out, you know, sprawling. It's kind of, you know, you're 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 taking on a lot more risk. Whereas if you're buying a, you know, Jeff, answer the question on on a, a detached or or semi-detached or townhouse. How long does it take you guys from shovel in the ground to the point that you can deliver the keys to a client with the build company? Well, and a lot of that depends on the municipality. The of course, municipalities right. tell you ten days for permits, and we're two and a half months right now with Port Coburn. I'll throw yeah, them right under sure. the bus. We're pissed about it. With for new sure, builds, though, you're crystal ball gazing, right? You're crystal ball yeah, gazing a little bit. It's pure speculation. Resale, yeah. you know that at least today, this is the value of what you're paying. Yeah. Tomorrow or three weeks down the road, it could still change. Well, well, but and, at the time we, that you ink that deal. You know that we, that value is there, but the like same another, thing is on a new build. Another Bach, very intelligent oh, young man there, Chris Bach, wrote, depends who built your home. you got to do some due diligence That's on true. your builder too, right? Yep. Because yep. just Absolutely. because it's a new He's build right. doesn't mean it's a great build, right? you gotta you got to look at who you're buying from, what kind of allowances they have on it, what kind of reputation they have on that, right? Absolutely. Like builders are just like realtors or just like lawyers or just like everything out there, right? you got to do your There's due diligence. There's shitty ones. Definitely. <laughs> There's everything well, out there like that, right? And, and you can go to, sorry, Home Construction Regulatory Authority and Terion's website. Consumers can go and check out builders. Are there any conciliations against them? So like bad strikes, see if there's been any issues, right? There's There are ways, because if somebody's going to ask it or you know maybe somebody's thinking it, there are ways to do your due diligence on a new home builder. The best thing I would say is talk to someone who's bought from them before and see what they're after service. That's a very good sure. like, you know, Absolutely. if they're willing to share that with you. Right. But yeah. if you know it, ask on social media, has anyone built with this person? Go talk to those people because I know there's a lot of builders in Niagara that you can hear horror stories from. And we hear about it all the time. Now, right? Jeff, that's another point too, though, but you, you got to rely on your professionals as well. The, it's difficult sometimes with new builds, not the way that you do it, but the way that some of these people do the new, the new builds, right? 
they may not feel as though they have an agent representative. Well, yeah, right? not all builders are, are play nice with real estate agents at all. Yeah. Not all of them do. So just make like realtors a lot of times are going to know who your shitty builders are. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you've got an agent, rely on your well, agent but, but too, th- right? That's the power that's of having a big brokerage like like Royal Page NRC. We've got 450 agents working in the Niagara region. Of course. We can put it out there. Has anyone had an experience with it? And, Absolutely. And more than likely, we will have had that, right? So you get some no bullshit answers from, from like Brad or, or from another agent from us that we can talk to them about, right? Which is good. Yeah. But here's an important thing. We got to go back to the, the lovely young lady here talking about something. What? I got to make sure I don't get in trouble after. Jill Collins. Oh, yeah. Answer your there, there's a two-year freeze right now, eh, Jill, on yeah. buying. There are, depending on, on their, their immigration status. Correct. They yeah, could be PRs, a, right? Correct. Well, I was told someone could just put it in someone else's name if they had to. Well, you can always do if that. If there's a Canadian, yeah. like, there's going to be yeah, that's, ways that's, around uh, it for sure. This ban on and Brad, actually, well, I want you to talk about that a little bit. This ban, that's I know that's we just did something buyer. from Royal Page. Putting it in somebody else's name is a straw buyer. It's a form of fraud. Yep. So that doesn't happen in not, Canada, does it? Well, it can, but the right answer is no. I, I know. Not, I think they just said if we police. assist on that right now with the uh, um, was it Korea. It's a ten thousand dollar fine if we're not assisting yep. on that. Anybody, all. same Starting with us. At that. Same as lawyers. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We're you can. You can. Can. You can do a trust agreement, right? Yeah. You can enter into a trust agreement behind the scenes with what a non-resident. What are you saying about it, Brad? Brad, what are you saying about the? No, no, same as Josh. Like we've got a we've got a great form from Korea that covers off all the the general aspects because that that uh, act is very complicated. And all the lawyers that we're talking to, including Josh, about this stuff, is it's it's not easy to, to figure out if they're exempt or not. And so basically what we're saying is, is get the form in front of the client. If they're not sure, get the lawyer involved, get everybody involved. Let's get a clear answer before we're writing a deal. It's always best to, to have your professionals involved. And, you know, there are exceptions and there's lots of exceptions that make sense. And you, But you've got to talk to your lawyer and your realtor. And like I said, we've got that form. We're recommending that. And then after that, yeah, it's two years. It's not a big deal. Like we're talking five to 10% of buyers in any given market that could be affected. And I would mm-hmm. say Niagara's probably got a higher concentration simply due to the fact that Niagara College and uh, Brock University have such l- massive international programs and they're so successful at bringing families here that we probably see a bit more of it. But there's still lots of ways to make it work. And if not, they buy a fourplex because they can buy. Uh, multifamily, they can buy commercial and yep. still bring their money here. It's only tied to residential under four units. So again, talk to your professionals and we can still help you. I think what again, Jill was referring to is they're, they're Canada say what, 1.5 million people in the next three years supposed to immigrate to Canada? So yeah, that's probably saying where are they going to live, right? Yes, well, 100%. So to answer the question, how do they qualify to buy a house, condo, etc.? They qualify the same way everybody else does now. They used, but, there used to be programs for new to Canada that were extremely lenient. Uh, basically, money in the bank pulse, you got a mortgage. It uh, doesn't work the same way anymore um, from that perspective. Now, now, we're running slowly out of time. I just we have about 10, 15 minutes left before. And knowing Brad's schedule, I got one from Carl um, from Muskoka here. Do you think that new builds in cottage country will retain their value as much or less than values in Toronto? Great question, Carl. Thanks for tuning uh, on in. On the water? I wonder if it's on the water because anything on the water is going to retain its value, I think, hands down. 
I yeah, think everything uh, over five years is going to go up, especially in Muskoka, right? Like it's not going to go down or anything. It's going to retain its value to increase. Yeah. No, right. Our offices that service cottage country, waterfront still in high demand. We still don't have enough inventory. It's again, people will pay that premium to be on the water. And, and when they want it out of Toronto, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's all tied together. You know, even the fact that we've now got Starlink internet and all these r- rural internet services coming out, Clients from Toronto were coming going, I want to buy this cottage, but I can't because I need to work from home two days a week. And I literally can't buy that cottage because of the location. That's been a game changer in cottage country. Uh, Waterfront's always strong, always a good investment, but always expensive. Uh, And then our other markets like Midland and Penetanguishing and even Barrie, they're, they're such a huge draw because your easy access to Toronto You've got go train right into Barrie. You can live in any of those markets and buy affordable price properties. And yeah, it softened up a bit, but I would say they're, they're not down as much as Niagara was because again, their price was a bit lower north of Barrie, for example, Midland uh, and Coldwater areas. But yeah, it's, it's not going anywhere. The, the 400, 400 to 450, Brandon and the rest of the guys will know, immigration to Canada every year. The numbers are only yep. going to keep going up and 60% start in GTA which means, you know, right now Phil's saying we're short 1.8 million houses in Canada. And when you add on what's called 250,000 new people every year going into GTA, everybody else after three, four years tend to want to jump out. And Niagara varies that first jumping point, right? Get me out an hour or two hours out of Toronto. I can buy a detached house for my family for half the price of Toronto. Let's go. Yeah, with a yard. I think the important thing to say there for the Muskoka guy is though, just you got to do a little oh. due diligence when you're buying from a builder. You should look at how much the builder's charging you. Just because they're building new, it doesn't mean it's the right price. Because whenever you're talking to a builder, they're always talking square foot pricing. Okay, how much per square foot for building? So you know, talk to a realtor, a local realtor there. Compare ones that have been built already compared to new builds and see what they're asking. But when people say what's your square foot, I have a call a week from a realtor or a buyer or a person. What do you charge for square foot pricing? But every square foot pricing have different inclusions. Some might have appliances included. Some people might want to have in-floor heat. All kinds of different things are going to affect your square foot pricing. So you got to find out what you want, what the builder is going to charge you for it, and is that worth something comparable in the market out there that's already been established. But do a little due diligence before you buy. Yeah. And Jeff, um, so what does it take you to build a house right now? Uh, shovel and ground detached, probably around 1,500 square feet, six months from, from hitting the ground. Cottage but country, it, yeah, cottage probably country double. year, a year to a year and a half. Yeah. The, you know what? The funny part is Red from, from, from no. saying to somebody, yeah. I want to build, you're probably six months just to get the stuff from the permit and permanent hand and then six months to build. That's how long. And that's the thing Ford's trying to kind of speed up. But the stuff getting ready for building, it takes longer than building itself. It's crazy. And I can't so, imagine what cottage country would be like. It's trades like the same same process is, yeah, that timeline is relevant, but trades in in cottage country, you'll call an electrician and they'll go, okay, I'll be out in two months because, you know, there's hunting season, there's fishing season, it's quality of life up there. And it's not like the city, they won't work 80 hours a week. They're like, I've got this much time. I'll see you in two months. You go, well, I'm not going to wait. You call six other electricians and they go, well, I'm two and a half months. How do you like me now? Brad, Uh, I tell you, no shit, no shit. We got a cottage in Meaford on uh, Georgian Bay. It's been a year. We built a garage. It's been a year. We're trying to, we're on our third electrician, we're sending somebody from here. <coughs> give, it, give them the damn cottage for the week. 
Here you go. Man, do all my electrical. That's what you got to do. You got to bargain with them. They'll do it. I've no, got tons uh, of guys that'll do that for you. <laughs> no, no, but up north, these guys, it's, I guess there's so much work, right? And they're only working at their pace. I'm a northern kid. They're only working at their pace, man. That's it. Like Brad said, you don't like two and a half? Too bad. Go try and find somebody else. Uh, wasted time oh. game said my parents' neighbors built their home on a water table, nine foot basements, and they have four sub pumps going 24 seven. Uh, their basement started to leak yesterday. What an idiot builder decided to build nine foot basement. So it's not so much. I'll just say this. And, uh, you know, maybe Jeff can comment on it being a builder, you know, it's the municipality? the municipality. The municipality is the one that decides whether you build on a water table or not. The municipality is the one that does the zoning. They're the ones that decide. It's they give so the approval. The, yeah, I, it, it's not so much the the builder. It's 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 the the municipality. It's your council. It's your it's your staff wherever you are um, that decides that. And I actually, I feel sorry for the person who bought, and I feel actually sorry for the builder. Um, yeah, hey, uh, Chris Bach, thank you very much for joining us over your lunch. We yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> but uh, Jeff, can you uh, speak to that? On am I right? Some am I wrong? All that? Oh yeah, for sure. Like the city's going to have to approve it or not. But the builder's going to have some kind of say how they want to go down. Like you can get a geotechnical report on it to see where your 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 levels of soil are and where it's best to put it. Sometimes you might have to dig down a little bit further to get more solid soil so you can put your your footings on it, right? So it depends yep. on that, but really it's going to be dependent because the builder is going to own the land or did the, the person own the land ahead of time? Did they do any kind of a geotechnical on it? You know, if you go nine feet down, you got to put a sump pump in no matter what. Did we put something in the Dane agreements, Jeff? In the, with yeah, well, in the Dane, see, for us being a builder in Dane City, it's a high water table there. So we have to put a sump pump in there, but we offered a sump pump backup. And here's a, here's a, a great service announcement right now because spring's coming up. If you have a <laughs> sump pump, get a battery backup on there because there's been power failures everywhere. I shit my pants last night because we had a power failure at our house and we have like the deepest, we have, we're nine feet in the ground here too. But I have a swale down the side of my house and there's a power failure at 1.30 last night. I could hear everything go out. And I was in a panic because if the power didn't come on for a day, my basement was going to flood and I just finished my basement. So my, my, my plumber's literally phoning me right now. So I'm like, give me a battery backup. I need it right away. Right. Like I, I want one right now, but if you're on a, a, on a septic, you can't have a water pressure backup. You have to be on city water. So if you're in the city, they have a Liberty sump pump out there that works off water pressure. So if the power goes out, it'll automatically kick it on. Okay. The problem is if you're on vacation, say it's February, like right now you're in Cuba, you're in Jamaica, you're wherever the heck you are. There's a power failure. You're in a high water table and your power's out, your basement's going to flood, okay? And that's not on the builder. That's not on municipality. That's on the owner who's uneducated about having the wrong protection on their sump pump, okay? That's the only way your basement's going to flood. So if you've got 100%. a sump pump, know about it. Get a backup on there. If you've got four sump pumps on there, I don't know how big your basement is. Like, I have a 3,000-square-foot basement. One sump pump works it, but I have a swale on the side, too. They, so, got, a man, they got a minor variance, they said. yeah. Like I couldn't I, see a municipality granting a minor variance to build on a water table. Sounds a little bit. Well, yeah, a minor variance to go down. Though I don't know if you'd get a minor variance to go down on it, right? And the city does want the money and all that, but they have to protect yeah. it because you can go after the city if they approve. Percent, you could. But like, how much does a battery pack crazy cost? Water? Or, uh, 
Collins, how much does a battery pack cost? A backup? I'm bucks. looking into it right now. Uh, if, if you're bucks. if you're if you've got a, a battery or, or a non-battery backup one, it's a better way to go. The Liberty Sun pumps, they're about five fifty. Install the guy who does it for us, and you're about three hundred bucks to buy it. So about eight fifty, and you get and you're fully covered. Like you're fully covered. Like so, I don't understand why people don't have it. You might have to bring some water connection close to the sump pump, so it might have to be investigated. A battery backup, I'm, I was told, is about the same. But you look on like Google or Amazon, and they're like two hundred to three hundred bucks to buy, but you got to get them installed too. So I, I yeah, think but about a thousand bucks. Installation on a battery sump, Jeff. I think I don't know. I was talking to my plumber. He's, he's already told me I got to call him. But there's something you got to. I don't know what the hell. I'll get it done. I'll do it in the next podcast. I'll tell you about it. Yeah. But if you're on city water. Get a Liberty. If you're on septic, you got to get a battery backup because you can't use that. So I've got to get that done because I am going to lose my mind if my basement floods. But if I take the proper precautions, there shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, Jeff, don't be cheap. Just go buy a generator. Be I done. got one. Well, if you got a generator, then you don't no lose problem. power. Well, the whole house generator. You know how much those cost right now? They're crazy. And I am cheap right now. Give me a year <laughs> and I won't be cheap. Fifteen grand for a whole house generator right now. What's that commercial? They advertise them all the time there. I put one in for Jarek. Yeah. That with a backup sump pump. And for the like, look at the value of your house. If you know you're on a hard water table, if it's 10 grand and you know you've got peace of mind, you know, put the generator in, put in the sump pump with a backup sump pump. You never lose hydro, you never use heat. It's a small investment for that type of property. Next year, it's on the table. I gotta just I gotta ease the the spending right now. It's been too. I'm gonna tax Joe right now. You'll have one next week. <laughs> yeah. And if, well, if thank that you. It's a bonus. Happen, I'm getting a bonus. If that <laughs> if, if that doesn't happen, uh, here's to saying about a year from now, Jeff still won't have the uh, backup generator guaranteed. <laughs> I will have a battery backup this week. The backup <laughs> generator. We'll see. We'll see. Sure, buddy. What did Jill say there? That's the pause on overseas buyers. No, you already answered that question. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. So. Oh. Um, well, I think this is a good segue uh, to wrap it up because I know we've got a, we've got a couple minutes and Brad's on a schedule, so we got to respect that schedule. Um, Thank you for coming on, so, Brad. Yeah, Brad. Great no, job, Brad. Thanks very much. We had a lot of questions. Thank you to everyone. Who this was is the most questions we've ever had, I think. So, Brad, you're going to have to be a repeat. I'm pretty sure we had more questions when we were talking about pooping in the RV, but just throwing it out there. Well, that was from, then, that was from your wife talks. after the podcast. We're talking Scrotox. Scrotox. It's definitely up there. Scrotox, yeah. Scrotox was pretty good, too. That was a good audience engagement during this episode. For yes, sure. it was great, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brad, last, last thoughts uh, before we wrap up. Take away. Uh, what's going to happen this year in the market, Brad? That's what everybody wants to know. <laughs> when do I buy? When do I sell? Which day? <laughs> right now, between now and June is when I'm buying as well. As and you know, the same as Josh, I'm out looking now. Um, and you know, I I don't want to bash the media, but the media makes their living on negative. And you know, you if, yep. if you're scared of interest rates, it's because of the media. You know, talk to your mortgage professional, your realtor, your lawyer. If you look at the numbers. It's a great time, first-time buyers, investment, upsizing, and everything other than downsizing. And even for downsizing, there's folks that need to make that decision. But, you know, make fact-based decisions and you won't go wrong. Uh, you know, listen to the market or, or look at the media, but then get professional advice from your uh, trusted pros and these gents here who are, are all sweethearts. 
Beautiful. Oh, thanks, pumpkin. We'll pay you later. We'll pay. We'll pay you later, Brad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scotch is in the mail. Brad yeah. yeah. will drop you some scotch off. Very well said, Brad. Um, Ken, all right. Uh, well, Ken commented it. Josh, if you want to take us out, Sink Lich, thanks for the sponsorship. Oh boy. <laughs> help us. Help you stay informed. We're out. Cheers. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.